Dr. Elijah Malembe Mashwangani is an international professional motivational speaker and a counselor to individuals, a professional counselor in a councils, families, churches, businesses, and governments. He has traveled to over 130 countries worldwide, including the islands. He is a visionary, project-oriented leader who is pro-local church, and I love that one. He is also an author of 38 best-selling books. He's one of the few in Africa that are listed in the Who is Who in the World Volume year, volume 13 of 1996. He's in the Dictionary of International Biography of 1997, Cambridge, England. He mentors and fathers over 100 leaders in the field of business, church, politics, and sports. He's also a recipient of about 34 international awards worldwide. And one of, the, of his biggest is the International President's Award for Iconic Achievement. He's the Deputy General of the IBC in London. He has reconciled 35 legally divorced couples. He studied in South Africa, Singapore, United States of America, and India. And also it's important to know that he is pro-human institutions and pro-local church. And he keeps feeding the minds of God's people and keeps feeding his mind as well to develop himself. Uh, Mama is going to be with us in the next session. I ask Mama just to take a bit of a break and join us in the next session. I do want to say, Bazalana, for me, it's a real honor and a real privilege to have our dad come to our church all these years. As you know, I've often said that uh, when I started in ministry way back in the 80s, I invited Dr. Maswanganye to come to our church in 1985. And I never will forget that day how everything went wrong that could go wrong. People didn't come to the service. The sound system wasn't working. It decided to rain. The car broke down. Anything you can name went wrong that day. And I don't know what I was doing being a young leader who doesn't have a church of any size, inviting this minister of the gospel, this international speaker, you know, this person who is such of a high profile, but I just loved him so much and I wish for him to come. So I thought when he got up to speak, he's going to give me a tongue lash and straighten me out because probably I've just wasted his time, him having driven all the way from Limpopo to come here. And to my, to my no, I won't say surprise, but to my pleasure and comfort, Papa was so kind and so gracious to me and in knowing how to handle a young leader who is fragile, who's trying to do something and maybe hasn't learned a lot and things have not worked, but he's there to stand by his side and to give him support. And that's how Papa has mentored me. We couldn't afford to put him up in a hotel. He was sleeping at my home on my three-quarter bed, eating whatever we're eating at home. I went to sleep at my sister's house. I went to sit at Ausludin's house in Dubai. I remember that. And Vazalana, I tell you, Dr. Maswanganyu took interest in loving and mentoring me. Not only me, many, many people. And sometimes personally, I just feel that maybe in our country and maybe in other countries of the world, we don't ever get to speak much about the people God has used in our country. And so in the spiritual world and churches, many people around the world, particularly here on the continent, think that we don't have great leaders that God has anointed. 
And some of us, we tell them, maybe you don't know our history. We are where we are today because we are standing on the shoulders of giants. People who loved us through thick and thin. Any decision I make of major importance, I always come to Papa and ask him for his opinion. I never make a decision without talking to him about it. Any major decision in our life. And I, every year, I have felt when we've had any major event, he needs to be here. Because he's standing here on this pulpit. There's a mantle that God has placed on his life that takes our life and this church to another level. So I'm so sorry, Bazalana, to go on and on. But sometimes we fail to recognize what God is doing. And we don't say much about it. And people look at us and they think we got where we got by ourselves. I can tell you, we have lots of people who are mentoring us in the background. Papa took interest in me way back in 1985 when our church was very small. And truly speaking, I mean, at the time, I just didn't know much of what I was doing. I had a vision in my heart, passion in my heart, and a love for God. Papa, I just want to honor you today and to thank you as well. And he was here in the session yesterday, sitting in on the session yeah, Bishop Collins Loma. I feel so bad to have him come so early in the morning at an early session, waking him up early, making him travel all the way so early, and he has graciously agreed to come. Papa, please, would you come, please, and just share the word with us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Can you give Papa the microphone, please? Come on, Bazalana, that's not a, that's not a good hand at all. be seated in the presence of the Lord. To the presiding bishop of Grace Bible Church and to the overseer, Pastor Gege, prophetess and a leader in her own right, and to the entire leadership of Grace Bible Church and the coordinators of the annual Word Explosion 2021, will you please, all of you, help me to recognize, acknowledge, and appreciate these decisive leaders by giving them an Afrocentric, a Pan-African, cultural, uh, ululating, whistling, and dancing as we appreciate. Please stand as we do that. Please make yourselves comfortable in the presence of the Lord as I turn your attention to the title of our message, Pre-Pressing On and Post-Pressing On. 
Our text is taken from the third chapter of Philippians. You all know that Philippians is one of the Pauline epistles. Verses 10 to 14, I hope um, it will reflect uh, for your equipment, for your maturing, for your perfection, and for leading you to unity. Um, I want you to read it for yourselves as it reflects. Philippians chapter 3, verses 10 to 14 in the King James Version. Can you all see that? That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. Notice that sufferings is in plural. Being conformed to his death. And let's move on to the, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on. I press on that I may lay hold of that which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, it's, it's, it's an emphasis, but one thing I do, Forgetting those things, and those things are also in plural, which are behind and reaching forward to those things also in plural, which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the price of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let us thank God for these divinely inspired words which will lead us somewhere in this conference. We live in a world of countless challenges and crises in our contemporary world. Psycho-spiritual challenges, personal challenges, family challenges, local church 
challenges, societal challenges, including structural challenges. All structures of the world is being shaken. And economic challenges, not only in South Africa, Africa, but the whole entire global village. There are also challenges in governance. Let us all, all say governance. I am, I, 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 am, I am talking about leadership, bankruptcy, poverty of leadership, and deterioration of Christ-like leadership in the world. If world leaders were sensitive to all human needs, we wouldn't be grappling with all the challenges we are grappling with today. We need to pray for, the, for, 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 for governments to be sensitive to human needs. There is also the challenge of pandemics. COVID-19, Corona. For your information, we have already in the past grappled with about seven or eight different coronas which has been experienced by people before us. When you are facing a challenge, whether you are an individual, family, church, or society, don't think you are the first. Don't develop low self-esteem, poor self-image. And, and, and write yourself off and say, uh, I am the first one. There has been World War I, World War II. There has been gas chambers where six million people were brutally killed by Adolf Hitler in gas chambers, you know. And about one of our feel in different countries, and, and others, and people are still dying today. So don't ever think you are the only one. You are not the only one. People have been carrying heavy burdens throughout human history. Observations on the title and the text itself. You know, I decided on this title pre-pressing on and post-pressing on because it implies we need to be before we do and say anything. We need to be. Tell your neighbor, I need to be. Before I do or say anything. Yes, 
We need to be, before we get married, premarital counseling, marriage orientation. We need to be Christians after hearing the gospel, which is the power of God unto salvation. We must experience the power of the blood and the power of the cross. We need to cross from death to life. We need to be partaker of his divine nature. Our names must be written in, the, in, in heavenly books. What counts is what heaven recognizes. So we need to be before we do or say anything. Before you do any business, you need to be trained how to run a business. You don't just, you don't just press buttons and everything rolls on. So that's a serious observation, number one. Observation number two, Paul was ready to pay the price for knowing God. That is the reason why there is that verse 10, fellowship in his sufferings. If you are genuinely born again, if you are genuinely baptized in the Holy Spirit, if you are a fruitful Christian, if you are a productive Christian, you must be ready to pay the price for that. You will be criticized. People will gossip you. People will say, we get our theory. They will give you two, three months, but what you are feeling will fizzle out. It will not fizzle out because it is started by God. The Bible says, greater is he who is in us than he that is in the world. So, if you really know him, you need to pay the price for knowing him. You know, we Christians in South Africa, we are too fragile, too spoiled, too sensitive, and too sissyistic. I, 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 am, I will not go to church because somebody gossiped me or somebody criticized me. You must learn to be a tough Christian. When the tough gets going, you must, you must become tougher. You must mature. You must be solid. You must be unmovable. Observation number three, Paul never claimed to have arrived. That is, 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 is graveyard number three. That kills many people. They reach their ceiling too quickly. Once God blesses you with one blessing, you think you have arrived. 
you start doing like Abraham camping. Unga kampi unga sifika in your Canaan. Unga kampi unga sifika ekas your Spain. After crossing the Red Sea, there are still many rivers to cross in life. That is what Jimmy Cliff said in his killer song in the West Indies and the Caribbean. Never, never make the mistake to think you have arrived. You have not arrived at anything. You can do better. You can improve. You can reach higher heights. In June, my wife and I celebrated 50 years of marriage. But we have not yet arrived. I am still learning to love her. Women are highly controversial. Don't ever think you know them. You must try different buttons to impress them. And the same June, she turned 75 years old. And in August, I turned 77. And ever since my wife turned 70 and now she's 75, she likes chocolates. She likes sweets. She likes muffins. She likes desserts. It's a new thing. I don't know whether it has to do with graduating from midlife crisis, menopause, hormonal revolution. I don't know. And if I don't buy her that chocolate, she says, I want to rant. After 50 years of marriage. Hey, Bishop. Basadi. Especially Matosa. And observation number four, Paul had to forget his negative past. Let the past pass. Don't allow the devil to, to condemn you with issues that you, you have already confessed to God. The Bible is still right in the epistle of John. If you confess your sins to God, he is faithful and just, not only to forgive you, but to cleanse you from all, even some of the sins which you did not include in your confession. As long as you say, God, I was wrong. Please forgive me. And whenever God forgives, he forgets. And observation number five, Paul was unstoppable. Nobody ever 
succeeded in stopping Paul. If you want to press on, which I will deal with in my next session, then you must ready, you must be ready to be stable in God, to be firm in God, to be unmovable, to be unshakable. In Tonga we say, Uyima ukunkwankwanana. Let us all say in Kwankwanana. It means your roots are deep in God. Come what may. Storms, tornadoes, cyclones, global warmings, tsunamis, they will never remove you from God. That's how you should be strong in Jesus Christ. And the last observation, Paul knew his identity. Let us all say identity. If you want to move on like metric, from metric to the university of pressing on, number one, you must be before you do or say anything. And once you know who you are in Christ and who Christ is in you, you are gone, or family. I think one of the greatest messages that needs to be taught in the body of Christ even in society, is identity. Did you know that 95% of the world population have challenges on identity? You may even have your degrees, PhDs. You may still suffer from lack of identity. Haven't you seen some, 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 somebody dressing to kill? There's nothing wrong with that. But some of them buy expensive clothes they cannot afford in order to hide their low self-esteem, their complex, their lack of confidence. One will also buy a very expensive car he is not affording. But simply because you want to hide something. There is nothing wrong in driving a Rolls Royce. I have been met in airports in Rolls Royce limousines. When I was preaching for Robert Schuller, he sent a limousine to meet me, to pick me up from the airport. And I enjoyed it. But I don't look to a limousine to boost my self-image. Christ is enough. Christ is sufficient. The Holy Spirit is sufficient. The Word of God is sufficient. The local church is sufficient. Where I am taught, 
to know who I am in Christ. And once you know who you are in Christ, Ufambile, you are gone. You don't go about asking prayers even from sinners. You don't go about asking people to upgrade you. You are already promoted just by being in Christ. Once you know who you are in Christ, you can even enjoy your money better. You can even enjoy your car better. You can even dress to kill. Because you know who you are. You are not looking for identity in things. In material things. In silver and gold. You are complete in him. I like what Paul says in Corinthians. He says, Christ has become unto us righteousness, redemption, justification, holiness, purity. Let Jesus become everything to you. And be be, be proud to be saved, to be born again, and to be blood washed. And that is why Paul said, I know him, even the power of his resurrection. I want to pray for every one of you. During lockdown, Many people have lost their confidence. Many people have lost their zeal, their enthusiasm, their liveliness, their excitement, their joy. And God wants to restore back everything that the enemy has stolen from you. And now that you are back home. The right home is the local church. It's even better than your own house. It is even better than your own home. The local church, Jesus is the head of it. And inside the local church, there is fellowship. There is breaking of bread. There is encouragement. There is upliftment. There is stability. Great leaders come and go, but the church continue to roll on. Chamani ekayeso. Don't allow anything to separate you from God. And I want to pray for you, for God to restore back everything that you lost during this pandemic, during this COVID-19. My wife caught COVID-19 
I, I, I never imagined that it would happen to my wife. I learned for the f- first time in 50 years to, sl- to sleep in separate rooms with my wife. And we, we tried everything under the sun. Antibiotics, vitamin C, D, zinc, garlic, everything. And we had to look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And my wife was saved from the mouth of the lion. Her hearing was affected, but she's fine. She, her memory was affected, but she's fine. Her vision was affected, but she's fine. In Christ, there is every good thing. Shall we all stand? Yes. Pre-pressing on and post-pressing on. Let us all raise our right hand as a symbol of total dependence on God for restoration, for joy, for peace, for holiness. Father God, we thank you for having sent Jesus to the world to save us, to heal us, to deliver us, to set us free, and to restore what the enemy has stolen from us. I pray for every member of your body. Strengthen us, Lord. Renew our strength. We look to you because we know you answer prayer. And we thank you for all the blessings that came upon us during this great conference. And we pray that the Holy Spirit will help us to retain these blessings. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you.